Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council Podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host. We are back for another week. This is episode 42, Scissor Me Timber. Love it. Hey, now. <laughs> That's hey, pretty good. I love yeah, it. I, I, I brought back, the, it's, it's Pride Month, so we can talk about, oh. we, can talk, we can talk about scissoring, right? I mean, okay. that's totally... Mm-hmm. Is that, is that a thing? I, I would assume it still is. I don't have the applicable parts to do it, so I don't know, but uh, it looks lovely and boring. Anyways, um, uh, we are the Movie Council Podcast, but we are back for another week. My boys are with me, your boys, the esteemed colleagues. We are back for this week. We have a week off from our amazing Laughing Stock Tournament, which has been it's just a, a massive success, hasn't hasn't it? Like boys, I mean, oh yeah, a lot of buzz. And, and, and it's this. heating up too. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting real nasty out there. So we're having a great time with it. But uh, this week we are kicking it over, uh, topic wise, to my big bro, uh, the COO. He always has some great topics. He has another one tonight. We'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, uh, let's go around the panel. Actually, before we go around the panel, DP, I want to thank you again for your. Mm-hmm. Um, recommendation for that dispensary right in the area oh good oh god good, good damn it's working out for you it is lovely <laughs> isn't it that place runs like a fucking well-oiled machine i mm-hmm. never thought that would be the case buy oh, yourself yeah. uh some rose-colored glasses over there did you <laughs> i oh yeah oh big time and it's uh it's great like what a, what a time to be alive right when you can do a a pick set up a pickup order for weed isn't that just it's fucking beautiful. amazing? It really I, I, is. I think uh, I think uh, most of the dispensaries are pretty well run. The three in my town, my city, mm. exceptionally well run. Western mm-hmm. Massachusetts, a lot of potheads, turns out. Yeah. A lot of potheads out a there. A lot of potheads. Any Hoosier, speaking of potheads, I'm going to kick it over to my, my COO, my big bro, one of the co-founders, one of the best movie guys I've ever spoken to in my life, the hot shot banker mr andrew sherry what's up man wow, i really appreciate that compliment that was very flattering uh, we've uh, been doing this a long time aj you and me really flattering mm. um i'm doing good hanging in there yeah um yeah you know hey <laughs> there it is yeah we need more of i was gonna i was gonna yeah, start yeah. out with hey oh yeah, we, yeah so, we need more i was so yeah. i was so I was so, you know, blown away by that compliment. You're a Aww. great movie guy. There's a reason yeah. you're on this fucking podcast, bro. I mean, right? Oh, well, I, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate well, it. Speaking of big bros, I have another one of them. Why did that sure sound guys... so sexual? <laughs> was that well? Maybe that's in your head, Mark. My uh, guess, but but it, yeah, that, yeah. Freud was right. Anyways, uh, DP, we're gonna kick it over to my uh, what uh, producer. Social yep. media mogul, Instagram guy, the hardest working man on this podcast, and that's not a. Again, that's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to get at something right there, but you were also my <laughs> big bro Funny. and the chief boy toy, Dan Sherry. What's up, kid? How are you? What is happening? 
Yeah. Uh, very, very excited uh, about the, this week. We have, have some good movies to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but just to uh, throw it out there real quick, uh, if you're listening, please, uh, you can follow us on social media. We are at Movie Council Pod, and you can uh, send us an email to moviecouncilpod at gmail. And, uh, yeah, you know, help us out with a rating and a review for whatever platform you're listening on. It's, it's uh, very helpful. So, that a boy, DP. Actually, uh, my, my boss at work today, uh, he was, uh, I mentioned something. He said, Oh, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to walk my dog. And then I'm doing the podcast. And he's like, What? What? I'm like, dude, I've only <laughs> oh, told you a thousand times we do that. I'm pretty sure I sent you a request to like the Facebook page, asshole. But then he went in and he subscribed to us. And as we were sitting there in the last hour, he was listening to one of the most recent episodes. Uh-oh. And he was he was pissing himself laughing. This is Excellent. my boss. It was, it was great. So that's a little bit of a roll of the dice there, I think. A little yeah. bit, little bit, but it paid off. I'm all that's about good. I'm all about the payoff. Anywho, anywho, <laughs> you guys are ready. You boys ready? Let's do it. AJ, DP. Let's do it. Let's swing it on down to Charlotte. We're going to talk to my boy, the, the, I want to change it up a little bit tonight. Uh, he's handsome. He's debonair. Oh. He's very toit. He's very sexual. <laughs> he is very, uh, he's got a beautiful beard. He is the Southern gentleman, DP. Mr. Marky Bondurant. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. Always much appreciated. Busy week at um, work. I'm taking it. Yeah, man. All the time. I didn't have to uh, uh, drive out of state or go anywhere for work. I spent the whole nice. week working from home, which was nice. You know, Labor Day. Hello. Then uh, the or Memorial Day. Sorry. Um, and then the rest of the week working from home. But uh, yeah, somehow these assholes at work still managed to get under my skin. And drive me crazy, even though I was living comfortably at my own house. But now I'm ready to kick back, drink a little bit, and talk some good movies. That a boy. And we are so for all of Marky's coworkers that are listening, he's talking shit about you. So yes, yeah, it's not necessarily the coworkers so much as it's the uh, like contractors. Yeah, no, that's hey. not what you said off mic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. What movie? Clark, <laughs> Clerks. <laughs> any hoosiers uh well let's uh, speaking of movies right it is uh aj's uh uh topic this week and aj before i kick it over to you i do want to say um under the radar pick of the week there it is that's what we're that's part of what we're working on this week oh, and, uh, can i uh can i yeah. read an email before you go oh, too far shit, dp i'm sorry i meant to you, know you can read. I, yeah. I am high um yeah, that happens. That's <laughs> why I forgot to read it when you introduced me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so feeling um, like. <laughs> But 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 our uh, our friend Cameron reached out again. He oh, sent us a real quick one last time, which really was a beautiful email. Was, yeah, you know, quick and to the point. That's what he wanted to said. expand. So uh, so what he sent us, he said, uh, clarification on the last statement there. DB for mm-hmm. you and the old Golden Girls and Marky. Oh. So oh. apparently AJ and Tammy are the Golden Girls, and okay. once again, like like his mother, Marky somehow the Golden Child. Yeah, like, what, a shock. You know what? what a shock! What a shock! Likable person. Just blow him and get it over with. <laughs> All right, I'll be right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flights are cheap. Well, <laughs> um, 
So when I said the Booker Man's number one fan, I meant that I'm genuinely a fan of old Pat. He's a nice guy. He let me stay at his house once. He's a funny guy and a good movie guy. Secondly, I did not <laughs> lose to Rachel, but I am going to respectfully give her this month off. <laughs> so, nice. oh, okay. Uh, and lastly, I no longer want the title of your all's favorite listener anymore. My new title is Booker Man's number one fan. Ooh. <laughs> so to sign off from the Booker Man's number one fan, eat a dick. That's funny. from yours truly, Cam, aka your nephew, aka Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati. Oh my god. AKA Booker Man's number one fan. And of course, last but not least. Bearded Thigh Tickler 69. There it, there it is. That's the one. I mean, such a... He really made us handle. wait for it, but we got yeah. it. That was really great. It was really amazing. When the fuck did the Booker Man let him stay? Uh, I, the, I don't he, know. He does the most... The Booker Man does Booker the Man, most really. random things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys what I don't like about that email. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> the golden sure, girl? That, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't like that he's pulling attention away from us onto the Booker Man. Like, we're the stars of the show here. Mm. That is true. You know? Booker Man is an integral part of this right, show. But we're, the star, yeah. we're the stars of the oh, show. Clearly. Uh, yeah. That, uh, uh, but everyone loves the Booker Man. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead sure, and put Booker sure. Man as the star oh, of the show. Yeah. yeah. He's like a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a given. That's yeah. a given. So, uh, Bearded Thigh Tickler, please don't go rogue on us again. We missed you. We kind of thought you were maybe dead at one point. I feel <laughs> like we had that conversation. So uh, don't be a stranger, kid. Uh, keep emailing in or Facebook uh, messaging or uh, keep Instagram listening. Messaging, whatever. Of yeah, yeah, of course. And subscribe listening. if you have an asshole. All right. So uh, uh, I-, I am good for the week. I, I-, I know uh, no HR stuff. Luckily, we have Ooh. been uh, behaving yeah. ourselves like good boys. Um, so I think it's time to kick it on over back to my to my COO. Uh, it's your topic this week. Tell us what it is. So then, then uh, the week. <laughs> and then uh, you do your thing. Uh, you, and it's all yours, brother. I'm just here for the ride now. It's your podcast. Take it over. All right. So it's going to be a variation of pick a movie, which we've our listeners would know that we've done many, many times. It's a, it's a, it's a favorite amongst our listeners and, 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 and our um, esteemed colleagues here. Um, But we have, we, we have a lot of fun at my expense with the under the radar pick of the week. So I thought the the pick of the week. Yeah. Thank you. Pick of the week. (laughs) How many sound bites of that do you have? Just a couple. Yeah. Okay. So, so I thought each person's pick for somebody could be a DP. Right. Under the radar pick of the week. It's not... Thank you. It's a little slow on the drop. Yeah, he was Thank laughing. You. He was laughing. Give me, yeah. So basically, I mean, something that's either like an independent film or something that just we, not everybody's really familiar with or heard of. And you know what? It, I, I, I like the idea of doing this because the people that are listening to us can get some movie recommendations for some things that, you know, maybe, you know, are a little unknown to them. Something they have to, they would have to dig a little bit had they not been listening to us to find. So it's going to be a classic pick a movie um, podcast. So we're just going to start with 
somebody's pick for somebody. Uh, maybe that person that picked that movie can kind of give a brief synopsis and then and then kind of go at it with that and talk to that person that watched the movie about their thoughts on it. So um, I'm going to go with a suggestion pre-podcast and I'm going to ask DP to talk a bit about the movie he picked for me called God Bless America. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, yeah, I picked this. It's called it's, uh, God Bless America. It is written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Interesting. <laughs> Which, it, yeah, everyone knows him as a comedian and the, uh, the crazy dude from Police Academy movies. But uh, over the years, he's become a damn good filmmaker. Uh, he's made a few movies, uh, did one called World's Greatest Dad with uh, Robin Williams, where um, uh, the, the, that movie is about. So Robert, Robin Williams is like this. Uh, he's an English teacher and a struggling writer. And his he's got a teenage son who is just a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like the kid's mm-hmm. a real asshole. And uh, he ends up dying from uh, it, like accidentally while doing autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all been there. And uh, yeah, so, but Robin Williams goes and kind of like moves the body to make it look like he just committed suicide and wrote a suicide note for him. And all of a sudden, like the thing blew up and it became a big media sensation because it was such a well-written suicide note. And then he leaned into it and started making money off of this and all from his piece of garbage son that, you know, didn't actually write this letter, but anywho, but that's just a real tangent. Let's get back to God Bless America. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie it stars uh, Joel Murray and uh, Tyra Lynn Barr. Not not really well known actors, but the story of this guy who uh, just gets so fucking fed up with American pop culture that he wants to do something about it. He's sick and tired of just how terrible people are to each other. And he goes on a rampage to change that. Uh, And along the way, he meets this teenage girl uh, named Roxy that feels the same way he does. She's just sick of the way people treat each other and what makes people famous. And she joins him along the way. And it's really just kind of this like real biting satire about uh, you know, American pop culture and about movie making and uh, and all that. But I had AJ watch it and after that big, way too long-winded <laughs> setup, AJ, why don't you go ahead and tell, tell me uh, what you thought about it. So, by the way, Jill Murray, brother of Bill Murray. Um, Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. So uh... <laughs> he's, he's got like four or five brothers, doesn't he? Yeah, there was another one who was in Scrooge with him, and then that guy was in uh, a movie called Moving Violations. So Joel oh. Murray's also got a recurring role. It's a small part in Mad Men. Yeah, he was Freddie Rumson. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and, and and the reason that that um, Frank goes on this rampage, or part of it, mm. that he snaps is um, he, he finds out from his doctor that he has a, a tumor in his brain, and he doesn't have long to live, and you know, he just snaps. His next door neighbor's a real piece of work. 
<laughs> constantly blocking him in. Um, his can't get his car out in the morning. It's just, and then he gets fired from his job, mm-hmm. and, and you know things just start going downhill for him very quickly. And um, he's constantly he lives alone. He's divorced with his daughter, who his young daughter, who has no desire to see him at all. Um, it's definitely a very um, loud commentary on uh, mm-hmm. uh, America <laughs> and, and Bobcat uses um, throughout the course of the film, he uses like these, um, these two, the two leads as sort of mouthpieces for his, for his opinions on it. You know, they have these like extended monologues where they, you know, early on, Joel Murray has this. Ex- Frank has this long monologue before he gets fired to a coworker, mm-hmm. just rattling on and on and on about what's wrong with America. And um, the girl ends up with a couple of those opportunities as well. Um, overall, um, I wanted to like it more. I think it's almost too mean. <laughs> <laughs> like I can feel that. yeah it's yeah. almost too mean at times like it's i don't know and 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 like i said there's those moments where i felt like almost felt like i was listening to a bobcat's like stand up like he was just giving them those like those lines like he would they would there was like those extended monologue those sections where one person mm-hmm. was speaking for a long time kind of like just going on and on and on about you know, their anger with the country. And there were parts that were definitely funny. I liked the, uh, Joel Murray's character, Frank. I was rooting for him because after he meets the girl, she seems a lot more vicious than him. Right. You know, they're going across the country and he's like actually like appalled at this idea that she wants to sleep in the same bed with him. Like he's actually trying to be a good person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When all said, like, w- w- as it, when it really, when push comes to shove, yeah, he's did going around killing people, but she seems the more horrifying of the two characters. Yeah, he definitely has to keep her in check. Right, yeah. she's almost like a psychopath, you know, sort of. Um, so I thought it was decent, but I didn't, I, I didn't love it. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I. I wasn't hating it when I got all the way to the end. I, I, I sort of actually like that whole uh, point at the end where the kid, um, <laughs> the, the, the kid that the, the American idol, the, that's type mm-hmm. show that they're, the, that they're the like, they're William tracking. Hung. Yeah. The William yeah. Hung type character that they track it. That whole thing is being tracked throughout. You knew you sort of knew it was predictable that they were going to sort of end with that sort of thing. At, at, mm-hmm. You know, like they were going to kind of come to a head there. And, and he says that he didn't try to kill himself because people were laughing at him. He tried to kill himself because they weren't going to put him on TV anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great I thought that was actually one of the best uh, pieces of commentary in the film. I just was like, what? Yeah, that's what they all feel like, right? They just, yeah. they just want to be on TV. They just want that 30 seconds, right? Um, so there were parts that there were highs and lows for me. Mm-hmm. in this film for sure so i'm kind of like on the fence whether i really really liked it or not but yeah 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 but, hey, it, it, but it's fact- a device it's divisive you know yeah. it's, it's got that that way about it so 
Yeah. So the, yeah, the fact so, that really, really like it is a possibility is, is enough for me. You know, <laughs> if you're on the fence about it, that's a, that's good enough for me. So and, it, um, and I didn't I didn't dislike it. I wasn't going through it like, come on, let's just get to the end of this fucking thing so I can, you know, go make a tuna sandwich. I don't know why tuna. <laughs> you know, like, I love tuna. Easy. Like I said. Easy. A lot of protein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So but like I said, loved the uh, Joel Murray character. I like him. I think he was uh, he was the right fit for the role. Mm. Um, at, um, the girl I wasn't so sure about, but um, but yeah, I liked him. I liked him quite a bit. Yeah. So, so. Um, before like, actually, Tim, you watch this as well, right? Yeah. What, actually, what were your thoughts on it? I okay. watched it. Uh, I watched about three quarters of it last night, and I finished it uh, this afternoon during my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I want to say, DP, I'm starting to notice that it appears that you love movies where people get killed for doing annoying things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> like, of that. <laughs> I get annoyed so much. Like, if you take that, like, like, I felt like a little bit of what was going on in this movie was a little bit like the movie Super. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, with Rain Wilson and, and, the, and Ellen Page, he's got the, the younger person with him and they're just yeah. killing people hey, for it's Elliot, it's Elliot Page. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, well, I just dead named her. I apologize. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But like I, I, yeah, like people in, in Super were getting killed for you know cutting in line, and they just they just sit around talking about like their favorite you know the, their favorite people that should die, um, <laughs> and it's just like oh people who say you know like oh, what was it, what was one oh people who say I'm pumped or I'm extreme <laughs> like stuff like we should kill them like all right people that uh, high five unironically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many. But, the, but there was there was a moment there were moments like that in God Bless America too, right? Is that we? Yeah, no, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, I'm that's referencing. What, that, oh, I thought you were meaning super. Yeah, yeah, they were doing yeah. that. Yeah, no, that was that scene when they were in the hotel room and they're just going back and forth about the people they should kill. Oh but, yes, yes. Um, yeah. I will say also, I I am getting away from saying this word, all right, because we've been written up for it many times. But one of the first scenes with that girl after the main character there. Um, Remember he shoots the girl in the car? The, uh, yeah, he tries the to set the car on fire <laughs> and fucks it up. Yeah, so he, he just, just goes and shoots her. her. <laughs> and so the girl, the, the younger girl loves her, lo- loves him for doing that. And she comes to the teller room and she's like, if you're killing people for being mean, then you have you, you got it right out of the gates because she is a class A cunt. <laughs> I was howling over that line. Like it was so class A. Like that was, and that girl, I, I looked at the time when she filmed that movie, she was only like, 16 or 17 years old mm-hmm. um so she's saying class a cunt is like a teenager in a movie like it was really it's really interesting so I, I will say just in summation what i thought about the movie in general was i enjoyed it it flowed well i liked the lead character yeah aj i agree with you that that girl was a lot like she was a lot it was mm. almost it was it, it got borderline over the top slash annoying at times um although the movie theater scene is just lovely i mean because who has yeah done, yeah i didn't get a chance about, yeah well you can get into that more because who hasn't yeah. thought about doing that in movie theater but right um I, I i will say dp it came out what 2012 did you yeah. say had i seen the movie in like 2012 2013 2014 i think i would have loved it way more but i think a lot of people have kind of attacked this in the last 
eight nine years yeah. and so yeah, that, yeah it would have been more original for me if i saw it back then but i still enjoyed it i had a good time with it so yeah because i'll say like at the time like that mtv show my super sweet 16 right was right, like right. a big thing and like i wanted to murder the girls on that show myself and the women fighting but, on like mtv and shit yeah like that. but yeah. you don't Damn really on. see it as much anymore so it really was more of that time that's but, what i mean i would have been way yeah. more, I'm, I'm like way more like yeah like numb to it now right back then it was way more right in your face i think i would have liked the movie i actually would have been more cathartic for me back then now i just right. give a fuck, so, so. I mean, they come right at you with the sh- the shock value at the beginning when he's like, when he's like fantasizing about killing his neighbor. Oh my god! And he shoots, shoots, shoots the, baby. the baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they go straight, straight for up. you. They yeah. go straight for you at, at oh, the beginning. Wow. Um, and you're like, where are they? Where do they go from here with this fucking thing? Yeah, right? He's like, covered in the baby's blood, and he couldn't be happier. Like, it's, yeah. it's the, <laughs> it's fucked up. But it's uh, yeah. See, which, by the way, that's another thing I love about the movie is. So the movie satirizes, you know, like uh, the that those aspects of pop culture of like the William Hungs of the world and the My Super Sweet Sixteens of the world, like they they satirize that in the movie. But the movie itself is kind of a condemnation on like the violence we see in movies and yeah, how yeah, yeah. just liberally fucking people get murdered in movies, and so like it talks about one way and actually is you know a satirization in another way it's like it, it was it, it's smarter than it appears you know but yeah i i really liked it but so so i will it, say it's like, got its flaws though i i do know that yeah i'll say um at the end of each of these discussions the person who was the person that was supposed to watch the movie uh mm-hmm. will give it a rating i guess so I'll show you just how on the fence about this movie I am. I would give it a two and a half out of five. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's where right I am. The fence. I'm right on the fence with this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I watched it again, I might be a three, like I, or it might be a two. Like there are parts that might appall me more or, <laughs> or, or that I find funny more, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just got so many of those moments and they kind of keep coming. Right. They're not, they're not short of them. Hey, uh, AJ, yeah. oh, DP. Yeah. Can I ask you this question? Do you recognize the kid that played the neighbor with the with the car? Oh yeah, Who yeah, yeah. I, don't, I forget his the actor's name, but I recognize him. Yeah, he's in, he's in Euro Trip. He plays yes, Jamie in yes, Euro yes, Trip. Yes, that's right. He makes yes, out with his fun. sister, like yes. that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, you made out right. with your sister, man. It's the kid yeah. that did that. Yes, you love the cameras yes. and shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a, he actually had like a, a very brief but kind of actually really funny role. He's such a douchebag oh, oh, yeah. he keeps blocking uh frank's yeah. car you, in every yeah day. you blocked yourself bro yeah. <laughs> like, just such, you pulled such in a, after me like a classic like classic shitty neighbor douchebag you know yeah he yeah. maybe comes out to move the car and he's just like he's like looking at the car and then he's like looking at his phone and he's fucking lights a cigarette <laughs> oh my god like dickhead just move the car Asshole. already yeah <laughs> See that stuff boils my blood. So but that's why. why I, that's why, dude, that's why I you, loved it so you much. You love yeah. movies like this and killing people who annoy you. Yeah, that's no, and, your favorite premise. You know what? And, and our and our <laughs> listeners are, have probably learned that by now. Mm. Uh, the sort of uh, you know uh, bones that D, DP likes in his films. You know. Yeah, big time. So. <laughs> but yeah, but, I um. No, I appreciate you making me watch it. I do like a good satire. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, yeah, the more the merrier. Send them my way. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Like, I wasn't sure I was trying to decide between that and uh, World's Greatest Dad because I wanted to do a Bobcat movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so I know you like satire. So I, so I went with that instead. But, but I'm yeah. glad you liked it. At least, you know, like the two and a half is, you know, right in the middle. So yeah, it's better than hating it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I, I, I could watch it again and be on one side of the fence or the other. I just, it, it, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of divisive moments, but it's got so, a lot of funny stuff in there. Yeah, it's a lot to sink your teeth into. All right, that, that was good. That was a good discussion. So, yeah, um, all right. So I get now we're going to move on to a couple of people who haven't talked about films yet. I figure we'll kind of try to keep it fresh here. Um, so Marky selected a film for TW to watch. It's called Black Forty Seven. Mm-hmm. Marky, right. why, why don't you tell us a little bit about about that before? Uh, we find out what TW thought. Sure. Yeah. For, uh, so first, um, let me uh, start out with saying that um, I chose Black 47 partly because I like it, obviously. Uh, that's probably the first and foremost thing, really. Um, and the thing that I felt how it fit into tonight's category of uh, an AJ's under the radar pick of the week was because I had asked all you guys to watch this movie like a couple months ago and none of you did. Yeah, <laughs> so that's true. I remember that. that. <laughs> so yeah. for that alone, I was like, well, they haven't seen it yet. Who am I getting? TW, to be honest, if it was any of you guys, I would have gotten, I probably still would have picked this movie because I really enjoyed it. Um, the subject matter, I'll just uh, briefly read the uh, IMDb description of the movie. Uh, set in Ireland during the Great Famine, the drama follows an Irish ranger who has been fighting for the British army abroad as he abandons his post to reunite with his family. Um, so the title of the movie, Black 47, is in reference to 1847. Uh, the movie came out in 2018. It's a Netflix original movie. It's still on Netflix. So it's not that much of an under-the-radar thing, only for the reason that not a lot of people have I feel like that I know have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very bleak, quite violent, very depressing story. You know, it just said it's about the famine and this ranger. He's an Irish ranger that comes back to Ireland. But he fought for the British army and he's like a straight up killer. And he comes back fucking pissed and he comes back and starts killing a bunch of British people. Um, but, you know, without giving away too much right now, I'll go ahead and let TW to speak on it. I do have a bit more that I'd like to talk about of the movie, but I'll go ahead and ask you, TW, what do you think about this one? Well, well, Marky, I will say he, he, he came back with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And then once he found out what had happened to his family, once he got back, that's when he got a little pissed. Yeah, uh, shit went off the, off the hill. Yeah, again, this is a spoiler um, podcast. I think everybody knows that. But Marky, for me... It was after he had gotten arrested, after one of his nephews got shot. Um, he got out of there. Remember, he burned the barracks down. Mm-hmm. It was when he came back and saw that his sister-in-law and the kids had, had frozen to death. Fucking heavy. He went fucking nuts. And this yeah. is a guy who was a he. What he was a ranger. He was some type of ranger. Yeah, he like, was a, he was he was uh, enlisted in the in the British army. And uh, as they describe it, he's a he's a ranger. So he would have been like a a pretty badass soldier. 
in yeah. the British Army. And that's the thing. He um his his Hugo Weaving from The Matrix is also in this. That's right. Um, and he's he's he he plays Mr. Smith in the Matrix movies. He is a um a British inspector who's just angry and drunk, and he ends up killing a suspect by accident, and he's he's in the shits. So they put him on this uh journey with this other guy to go and capture Feeney, who's the the main the main character mm-hmm. who went fucking ballistic, you know, after he found out what happened to his family. But Hugo Weaving has some sort of attachment. Did they say that out yep, front? Exactly. So but it turns out that Hugo Weaving's character and the main character he's played by the main character is played by James Frenchville. He, his name is Feeney. Uh Hugo it, it turns out the two of them were um, uh, in the same Ranger battalion together. That's right. And Fretchville had saved his life at one point. So they had a connection. And Hugo Weaving even makes a point, you know, like, oh, we're going to go, you know, he's an infantryman and, and, you know, and we'll just go get him. Hugo Weaving was like, you're not just going to be able to go get him. Like, it's going to yeah. be. You don't understand who this man is. And he just suddenly, he, he just goes on this, this very specific rampage killing people that wronged his family yeah. and it is like it is it marky i first of all let me i really liked it i thought it was okay, really good. good i i really enjoyed it and i liked the kind of really slow but steady burn the story told and what i liked what they did too was james freshfield the lead he's a big kid he's about yeah. six foot two he's about 230 pounds he's a big kid um and back then in the 1840s, six foot two is huge. That's a giant, yeah. Like Abraham Lincoln in the 1860s when he was president was six foot four. Everyone thought he was like seven foot three, you know? Mm-hmm. Back then that was huge. And he had this really scary, uh, intimidating factor about him mm-hmm. that like he didn't speak much. He didn't really try to scare you. He just had this thousand yard stare and this very, very blunt, violent streak about him that was really terrifying, but in a good way because he was he was the hero in the movie. So you are just totally on board with this guy. And yeah. he's just dispatching bodies left and right. Like there's no fucking problem at all. And uh, it, it gets to a really great climactic ending. And then there's a whole thing with him and Hugo Weaving and that gets into it. I thought this was a really solid flick, guys. I, I, w- I would watch this. Um, I think it was beautifully shot. There's some amazing scenes in it. Um, you know, it's across the Irish countryside. They did a good job of, of playing up the famine and the death and how everything, how horrible everything was uh, during the great, the, the great famine. And, you know, you, you look back, they lost 25% of people who lived in that oh, country Lord. were gone within three years, either died or left. Um, and it just, it, it showed, the, the cinematography really showed just how desolate and hopeless and everything it was. So, Marky, I really liked it, man. I thought That's it was good. good. I um, I was in. I, I To be honest, I I started watching it. I, get, I told you guys, I get home a little late from work now. So I turned it on and I'm like, all right, I'll watch the first half. It's only about an hour and a half. And I go, uh-huh. I'm going to watch the first half tonight. I'll watch the first half tomorrow. And I just ended up watching all the way through the yeah. 90 minutes because it was, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't. It's intense, I, man. I couldn't look away. It was really yeah. good, guys. I definitely recommend it. So, and then that's one thing I wanted to add on to everything you said is very well put, by the way. Um, so the director is this name, this guy named uh, Lance Daly. I don't necessarily know him from anything. The writer is this guy named PJ Dillon. Um, didn't know the name 
but I looked him up. He was the writer in this movie, but his work is uh, kind of goes back as a cinematographer. And he was a cinematographer for Game of Thrones and that show Vikings. That makes which, sense. I didn't, which I didn't make sense up. for this yeah. movie because yeah. this movie has a lot of beautiful long shots. Like the t- shots t- are outrageous. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Of the, the hillside. And it is just, you know, being, they do such a good job of conveying just how shitty and bleak the times are. You know, you're talking about uh, Feeney, the main guy. He does have that uh, stoic, giant kind of personality but they the movie does a great job of everyone else that's casted around him besides the elites and like the officers in the army all these other people are just like frail small like you know this is during a famine so they do a really good job of showing just kind of like the differences in these people because this movie is also very much a, a a story about class struggle right because it's Mm-hmm. peasants like tw mentioned his sister freezing to death with her child and then there's also these uh Feeney goes on this killing spree he's killing the landlords that allowed his sister to be out in the cold and die that was part of it yes yeah so part of his streak yeah. the the characters yeah just part of it <laughs> because oh my god it, it is it is kind of poetic his rampage has uh it's very precise like it's so calculated yeah. so unbelievably calculated um one thing I've very much enjoyed about uh, the kind of action in this movie. So with it being 1847, it's a bunch of uh, black powder muzzleloader kind of shit. Right. And it was, but uh, Feeney being this badass soldier, he's like speed loading these muzzle loaders. Like he's already like got one on backup and quickly reloading his rifle or pistol. And then on top of that, there's two or three moments in the movie where guns misfire. Yep. And it ends up being like a, a very critical thing like a dude's got a pistol at another guy's head it misfires and they end up like fighting someone gets away um it just adds more to the story instead yeah, Marky, of just like a regular just, firefight just to speak on that remember uh-huh. it, when he's in when he goes back to the home and that original landlord tries to shoot him and the mm. gun goes off and like he, he doesn't even blink he's just like it's a damp day you should have checked you know, mm-hmm. like the, the damp day just destroyed the gunpowder in the gun. Yeah. And he knew it immediately before the guy even tried to fire at him. I thought yeah. it was a really cool scene. There was, there was a lot of great actors in this movie, too. Kind of like low-key. I mean, you recognize a lot of these faces. Well, yeah, of course Stephen Ray has to be in it. It's anything yeah, remotely Irish-related. Irish yeah. Stephen Ray has to show up, and I actually really liked him in it. He was a good and time. That guy, um, what's his name? The, the guy that plays like the head... Uh, Jim Broadbent is the name. Oh, the, he's in everything. Yeah, he's, he's that old English guy. Yeah, he's had a couple of. Uh, I think he's in uh, a Gosford. Is he in Gosford Park? Uh, I, I can't remember, but he said some Academy Award nominations and such. He's a he's a really good actor. Yeah, Barry Cogan is that his name? He was in Dunkirk. He's in Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was an actually a, a very guys. underrated cast. It, it was very the, good. And this this James Frechville is that what you said his last name was? Frechville. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy that plays the protagonist, Feeney. Have you ever seen the movie Animal Kingdom, the Australian yeah, yeah, yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the young boy in that movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Right, that's a great movie. A- outstanding movie. But Jesus. it took me, the whole time I was watching Black 47, I was like, where do I know this guy from? Because he's got this big beard, right? And he's grown. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even get that. Holy shit. But All right. He's, uh, yeah, he's, because in, in uh, Animal Kingdom, he's like an acne, like 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid. Yeah, I can see it now. But he's a big kid now he's a, like yeah, he's a yeah, big, he's big big boy and and i that was like i said that's i liked that about the movie like he was extremely physically intimidating 
Um, when he goes like to said, that uh, that soup kitchen and he just starts taking what he wants, and they're like, the soup, they're like, the you can't do that, and yeah. he just like pushes them out of the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a great scene. But like yeah. that that same scene where the like I'm just saying with the gun misfired, that dude was terrified of him. Sitting his pants, yeah. And and he didn't even move. He was just sitting there on the chair, just staring at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved that about his character. He didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to act intimidating. He just had this fucking presence about him. Yeah. That was uh that really was captivating for me. I dude, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I think it's good. good. I'm, I'm I'm actually a little shocked because I looked at Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. I think the uh, critics were like in the low 60s and the the audience was maybe in like the low to mid 70s i mm. thought it was better than that to be honest so i think so too i mean it's you know hugo weaving did an outstanding job it's a very it's a straightforward story yep. but it's told in a different background right like it's yep. it's not a typical environment or background but what he's doing isn't like a it's it's a story that's kind of timeless it's yeah. a bit of a revenge story um and uh Feeney's character like you said like he barely talks during the whole movie doesn't and have he, to he's, yeah. he's just got this drive this altruistic drive that just is captivating yeah. about him yeah great so. flick um if you guys want me to stick with what you were saying and do a uh do a review uh dp and aj you haven't seen black 47 have you take yourself off mute i have not i believe aj has though yeah aj uh oh, he's got that face. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> oh, you did see. What'd you think, AJ? Um, I wasn't a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that though. I can see people going the other way with it. I thought it was like, yeah, Marky says it's this timeless revenge story, but I thought it was very like, yeah, kind of fine, like your average revenge story. Um, I didn't like Hugo Weaving's character in that arc. Like every time you cut to him. They had got, they were like sort of like on his trail and they'd be like, ask somebody in town, oh, where is so-and-so? Oh, they're, okay, let's go this way. And then they cut away from him and go back. I, I, I just didn't think it was really, um, the, maybe it was the pacing of that. I kind of liked that, honestly. Um, I didn't really enjoy that. And then um, I didn't like the lead guy. The, the, really? I didn't like. Oh, I liked him. It's just like, just. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah I didn't really love him. I did like some of the um, the way it was shot. I did. I almost felt like it was like like eighteen forties Irish Rambo. Like it was like yeah, hell like, yeah. You know what That's I mean? Like, I'll watch yeah. that. But just not <laughs> as like, but not as like but not as exciting. Oh come on now! Like Rambo was a little more like exciting and I don't know action. Yeah. But you, obviously it's not going to be reaction. It's more realistic. Yeah. Um. And I didn't like the two guys that were that were hanging with with uh, Hugo Weaving's character, the, the English officers. Yeah, the, the, that's the smarmy. And the that's smarmy. And then they have this one scene where the the private is that the Barry Keegan. Yes. Okay, he takes some stand. He ends up getting killed. Yeah. All the starving uh, uh, Irish folk are mm-hmm. outside the gate, and he takes this like stand out of nowhere. I never remember him having any sort of. Feelings it's just one it's way just, or other. It's very just, quick at the end. He kind of yeah. sees like his face. He starts to like look at the gate. He looks at the food. He looks at the people, and he just kind of it's it's not like a they they kind of just throw that. I see what you're saying because that yeah. that turn that he has isn't 
built up over the story. Right. It yeah. kind of just happens. I, I, get, I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm not articulating well with the with the back and forth between like, obviously they're hot on his trail. He's doing his thing, just murdering people that <laughs> oh, yeah. wronged him and they're coming after him. Just the cuts back and forth. I just thought it meandered mm-hmm. along a little a little bit versus maybe it was the pace I didn't like. AJ, didn't you like the, the supertarian part, you know, with the priest and everything? And he just sits down and starts shoveling the soup. Hey, you know, you have to wait until the end. That, that was actually, if you looked up, that's, I think that was what was called supertarianism. Like that's oh. what like these like weird religious people used to do. It's actually. Listen it, to our sermon and then eat. Yeah, 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 yeah because they were starving. You know, like I, I, yeah. I thought. That right. Was, um, you hate, I mean, you, I, I, you hate religion, AJ. I just figured. Yeah, no, I guess that. that I guess that scene was was okay. Um, yeah, it was lit well. The the it was shot well. The cinematography was was excellent. Um, you know, maybe maybe I I don't know. Maybe maybe I needed to give it another shot. No, I mean it, I it was it was it was tidy. It was more. I think it was more like a hundred minutes. Nothing uh-huh. you're saying. Nothing you're saying is wrong. Um, no, I, yeah, I don't just. Dis- I wouldn't argue with you on that. I just think I guess that I just some of us land a little bit differently. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't um, as um, interested in, in in the revenge, how the revenge story played out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, to be honest, um, I would have ex- I would have thought that uh, AJ would have taken TW's stance and TW would have taken AJ's. That's that's kind of the way oh, how this, I saw this going. No, this is coming back to Wally right now. Listen, I don't hate every fucking movie you guys like. There was one. There Actually, was one TW time. and I usually agree. Well, and I, I just thought, don't we? I, and I meant that, TW, I just thought that you would have picked this one apart kind of for the reason that, because I like this movie for the surface value. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't, like I said, it's a, a fun revenge story. It's almost like a, a guy standing up to a bully, and but he's like standing up to a bully again yeah. and again and again, and he's winning throughout the whole time. And it's just, uh, it's it's a it's such a dark time, but this guy's coming. I mean, he's not coming out ahead. He's just kind of righting some wrongs. Um, so I don't look too deep into it. You know, I, I just like you know I me. Mean? I'm like I like a violent movie. This is a type of violent movie I haven't seen before. Well, Marky, I I I legitimately have a bachelor's in history from college. Which, by the way, if anybody has not gone to college yet and is planning on it, don't, don't ever do fucking do that. That's it was the worst idea I've ever had. But so how I does did, how does this it's movie right go? up there with being an English major? <laughs> I was an English minor, so uh, yeah, <laughs> a double whammy. Yeah, and I how actually somehow movie, got a minor uh, in criminal justice too. It's bizarre. That's what but, I went to school for. Yeah, um, the fuck. But um, no, it, it was actually. Where does this land? Yeah, I was going to ask. I you, actually where does this land on the accuracy of the history spectrum. While I was in college, I took two different Irish history courses. I found zero inconsistencies. I thought I thought it was a, a very very good uh, telling of the landscape back then. I we mean, need which, to come up pretty, with a. It's, it's pretty fucking easy. Everyone's dying because there's no food. Yeah, I mean, that the was Irish very... people are fucked. <laughs> yeah, the English really people, the lords that live on that land, are doing okay. Yeah, right, right, right. There was food, but they were just taking it. And letting so whenever we do a movie that has some sort of uh, historical background we need to come up with like a phrase or a, a term for a tw historical accuracy like does, yeah. it, does it meet where does it on this uh this meter of tw's of it yeah. being a yeah. 
you know, yeah. we'll, dud we'll do like a accurate. sound. We'll do like a sound effect, like breaking news. Let's cut to TW. Well, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> Is this historically accurate? I don't think AJ wants to do that because I'll bring up Mel Gibson's The Patriot and I'll fucking emasculate him over it, like I did twenty years ago That's when it's an came American out. history book, man. Uh, no, that's what they teach us in the South. <laughs> they just play Mel Gibson's The Patriot. But Marky, if I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna give it. Um, I don't know. Um, a rating. Hmm. I was thinking about four, but AJ brought up a good, a good yeah, couple of points. Yeah, a few points there. Huh? I'll give it. I'll give it three and three quarters. Three point seven five. I really enjoyed it. I had fun. It's a good it. score, and it was beautifully shot. One of the. I mean, that, three and I mean, three quarters out of five is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, by the way, if I'm if I, I were to if, if I were to rate the cinematography, the shot of the movie, I would give it a fucking five out of five. I yeah, that's gorgeous. I thought it was a beautifully shot movie. So. Yeah, I probably said that one too many times, but it was shot. It was it was shot very well. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Um, I'm I'm glad you liked it. So r- real quick, uh, d- just a quick kind of uh, sidebar here. Speaking of revenge movies, mm. um, have any of you guys actually seen the movie Nobody yet? The Bob Odenkirk no, movie. I, I love Bob Odenkirk. Oh no. Okay, no, no. I I haven't watched it yet either, but I heard some movie news this week. That is very exciting. So apparently that movie, Nobody, with Bob Odenkirk, takes place in the same universe as John Wick. Oh, shit. So there is a possible team-up movie of Nobody and John Wick no, in the future. I shit you it. not. This is a report that came out. Uh, it also takes place in the same universe as the movie Atomic Blonde. It came out a few years back. I think oh, uh, Charlie's Theron. Is, it, is this just it? because they got like the same like director, writer, producer? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, they're not comic books. I mean, like, yeah, be, no, but they just decided to yeah. connect them to make more money. I think. Yeah, <laughs> hey, fine. Hey, fine. For it. It, it, dude, if we get a Bob Odenkirk, Keanu take your money, assholes. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm all. For I really it. liked Atomic Blonde. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Mm. That was a fun movie. And I've I, I, I've actually only seen the original John Wick. Uh, is it worth John Wick oh, 2 yeah. is my favorite out of the, John out of the three rules. the second one's my favorite okay I'll, I'll get to him I'll get to him yeah all right totally sorry AJ we went off went off kilter there what do you what do you got next we, we, gotta, we gotta do more so, pick of the week we gotta, I was gonna I was gonna go with what I'm feeling like is gonna be a heated discussion Ooh. but oh, wow. DP hasn't talked in a while so I'll go with the feel-good film uh, that you picked, TW, for DP called Win Win Star, Paul Giamatti. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that before DP, DB tells us how he feels about it? Oh, hey, AJ, can I get a quick hey, before we? Hey-o. Thank you. We got a. I know this hasn't been a, a, an episode where there's a lot of hey that are necessary, but they really do tickle me. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I, and the Booker Man has told me he's a huge fan. As well, uh, just uh, just saying. All right. So any a, a, anywho, um, yeah, this movie I picked for for DP came out in uh, 2011. For who? For DB. Thank you. Um, came out in 2011. It is Paul Giamatti, uh, Amy Ryan, uh, Bobby Cannavale, uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Who's the, that guy? There's a girl, uh, Marco, Marco Martindale. Marco Martindale's got a, a, a short little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Melanie Linsky. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, Bert, yeah, yeah. Bert Young from like the, the Rocky movies. He played Pauly. Uh, it's called Win Win, and it is written and directed by Tom McCarthy. Real quick, I want to talk about him because 
we're talking about underrated. Um, th- this guy <laughs> has done so many. Like, if you look through, he did this movie in 2003 called The Station Agent. Put Peter Dinklage on the map. <laughs> underrated pick of the week. There it is, right? Um, it's I love The Station Agent. It's really good. Then in 2007, he did The Visitor. He wrote and directed. That's a Richard Jenkins movie. I think Richard Jenkins got an Academy Award nomination for it. Oh, that's underrated. <laughs> Richard, Richard, Jenkins, Richard Jenkins is American treasure. He is. He oh, yeah. wrote, by the way, he wrote up the movie up. You know, you guys jerk off to these, you know. Richard Jenkins movies. did? No, no, no. Oh. Tom McCarthy. Oh, Tom McCarthy. Sorry, I, I kind of I came in there late. Sorry, go ahead. And he did win-win. He did The Cobbler in 2014 with Adam Sandler. That's actually super underrated by the way he wrote spotlight too he wrote which is a movie he, yeah, i love he wrote and directed spotlight i love that movie and he won a screenplay uh golden globe he was nominated for an academy award for uh, original screenplay and directing for spotlight uh and then he actually has a movie coming out called stillwater pretty soon matt matt damon uh is in it <laughs> Abigail Breslin looks interesting. So this guy is actually super underrated. And if, if you, um, uh, he's been, he's acted in a few movies too. Guys, remember Meet the Parents? Remember when Greg wakes up and the whole family is there and they're like, oh, a visit from the hair fairy. And like the, <laughs> the guy that's marrying the sister. Remember, he's like, oh, maybe you should have told uh, Dr. Torquemada and the Grand Inquisition out there. Remember that? <laughs> the guy that's marrying the sister, mm-hmm. that's Tom McCarthy. That's, you know, he has some some small acting role. So just to put a name to a face. Anywho, quick synopsis. I know I'm talking a lot. Win-win. It's just this movie. Paul Giamatti Giamatti plays this kind of, yeah, there's some Beasley action there. Uh, He he plays uh, this kind of, he's a nice guy, but he's a lawyer and most lawyers are scumbags. So he pulls off this kind of scumbag thing where he takes owner uh, guardianship of this elderly man so he can, uh, take in the guy's social security or whatnot. And then the guy's, the older guy's uh, grandson shows up. Paul Giamatti is also a part-time wrestling coach. Uh, the kid ends up being this, like that he takes in ends up being this amazing wrestler and everything kind of plays out again. Uh, you want to see the movie, see it. That's a very, very brief synopsis of it, but it, I, I love this movie. I saw it uh, again. It came out in 2011. I saw it right around that time. I've loved this movie for a better part of a decade and uh, it's got some amazing performances in it. And um, I don't know. It's just one of those movies. I, I talk about it a lot about the complete movie, the, the, the great acting, the great story, the way everything comes together. And then the nice little bow at the end. That's what I talk about. I think win-win is a, a great example of that. So DP, what did you think of, of win-win? So um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I will say that I think the only part of it I didn't enjoy was um, uh, like it was almost too like uh, packaged well, you know, like it was mm-hmm. it, it, it was a little like kind of I've seen that before, but the performance was were so good and uh, like Paul Giamatti was like very likable but at the same time doing shitty stuff he's slimy and it was like this weird yeah like back and forth of like wow what a dick for doing that but like wow what a fucking nice guy and like i really loved how at the end of the day with movie wraps like the the nice guy side of him is the the side that wins out um 
I, I'm a fan of wrestling, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed that part of it, like watching this kid and seeing what a insanely good wrestler he was yeah. and yeah. <laughs> the the scene with like uh after he finds out that uh Paul Giamatti's character was taking his grandfather's right. money yeah. and they get in the <laughs> he wrestles them on the in the front yard <laughs> yeah and this fucking 15 yeah. year old kid is just yeah. like beating the shit out of him <laughs> yeah he like twists me to a pretzel yeah it's it's great yeah yeah it was great um yeah, I really loved the performances. Uh, I I loved the um, just kind of the way that you saw like Paul Giamatti and Bobby Cannavale's character, mm-hmm. how like they both kind of looked at this kid as like a way to kind of relive their glory days, but the different ways they went about it, you know, like Bobby Cannavale was really boisterous and like oh just man crushing on him oh yeah and and like paul giamatti's was much more like nurturing and like trying to you know help the kid and yeah it kind of all his character was just trying to ride the kid's coattails he was so goddamn funny too he was with his ex-wife the stuff with his ex-wife and like it's just he is just one of the most likable uh, actors in any movie he's ever yeah, in. Oh, yeah, he's like great. I said, he's he's in the station agent that Tom McCarthy does. Uh, you guys should see mm-hmm. that. It's a really good flick. Uh, Patricia Clarkson's in it. Uh, uh, the, the bitch from uh, Dawson's Creek. If, uh, not Katie Holmes, the other one. Um, the, she's in it. Like, it's a really good flick, but Bobby Cannavale, by far, most likable character in the movie. Yeah, he always he, is. He really is. He's fucking great. Um, I love that. I thought... Uh, Holly Flax was great in it, like as yeah, the mother. So good. She kind of like centered the movie. Like her character was really uh yeah, kind of the anchor to the movie and was really great. Uh I found the kid and his friends to be a bit like kind of wooden, you know, which I knew was kind of oh, they, come were, on. they were going for that. DP, you but didn't they like went Stemler. a little too hard for that. You know what I mean? DP, you didn't like Stemler. Come on. I did, but again, like he was just kind of too. That ass like, kicking he takes at the end. It's so fucking great, isn't it? He starts running yeah. around the mat. Oh, man. That was one of my favorite <laughs> he scenes. He didn't get pinned, though. <laughs> he got up. He got up. I love that. So, yeah. Like I said, I loved the wrestling stuff in it. I loved uh, a lot of the characters. I thought it was a good movie not a great movie but yeah i I would watch it again i i I really enjoyed it well dp i don't know if you looked into the into the details of the movie but the kid that played um uh what the fuck uh tim kyle kyle timmons that was the Mm -hmm. the kid's name he actually had never acted in anything before i know that probably doesn't show really he wasn't the best actor well i'm happy that it does because they actually they wanted to find a an a kid who was an amateur wrestler. They wanted it to look real. Ah, So that, that kid is actually like a New Jersey state champion wrestler and was actually looking at um, like full scholarships to college. And then I don't know if it was in a wrestling match or an accident or what happened, but he broke uh, his L5 vertebrae uh, and it ended his wrestling career, but he was a two time, like all American high school wrestler. Um, but I thought he was Fine good as an actor. Wrestling looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a pretty good actor, you know. And I remember Ro- actually Roger Ebert, you know, when this came out, put out a uh, uh, review of it. And he th- thought the kid was great, effortless, really, really good. And he hasn't done much since, but he's done some other things. 
I liked him. I liked his character. I felt for him. Um, he had that kind of withdrawn teenager thing going on who had a, a really bad childhood. Uh, I thought he did a nice job. I thought the movie was, was, was especially when it came down to the way people just captivate, were, were just drawn to this kid who had no emotions. He was just yeah. blank the whole movie, but everybody loved this kid. I thought that was a really cool thing. And DP, that little relationship between, between Kyle and Stemler and how he talked him into wrestling that match that touched me, man. I thought that, uh, that I thought was Stemler was yeah. hilarious, man. Like yeah. he had these really dry moments. I thought were fucking great. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked that. I liked that part of it. Yeah. Um. Also, wow. I think we forgot about uh, Jeffrey Tambor. So good. In this too. So good. He is fucking what is he not great. Good at? Yeah. He's, everything he does is gold. I mean, he's yeah. a fucking genius. So. so. Um, yeah, overall, I, I liked it. Uh, I will say, like, if you're not a fan of wrestling, you might not get as much of it. But, like, uh, yeah, the wrestling scenes I enjoyed. Uh, I love the characters. The, so The wrestling ends up being, like, 50% of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a big part of it. So, um, overall, I think I'd give it, like, a 3.5. I can live with that. Yeah, you know. AJ, AJ did you watch Win Win? I did watch Win Win. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm, I'm an all star. I watch nice. all the movies. Yeah. Right. All right, AJ, what, what did you think of Win Win? So, if you want to make if you want to make a good movie, Paul Giamatti's a great place to start, right? Yeah, he's always. he's a terrific actor. Um, he does he makes everything better um, just by being in the film. I I agree with DP. I liked Win Win, by the way. Just not to bury the lead. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I agree with you, TW, about the kid. I thought he did a really good job, even though he didn't have any acting experience and he was just a wrestler. I read a little bit about that, too, about him, um, which I thought was interesting because I thought he did a good job. Um, Amy Ryan was, you know, she was acceptable. She did her job in the film, but it was really the Giamatti show and Cannavale was really, really great. (laughs) So good. Um, But I agree with DP or DB as some people call them. Uh, the, you know, there was, the, it, it was it was almost a little too like neat, like everything was set up. There were a lot of those tropes yeah. kind of played out. A little gift wrapped. Yeah, yeah a little gift wrapped. Like there was that, there was a point where you're like, oh, this kid's totally going to find out about, about the um, about the money. It's, it, you know, right when the mother showed up, you know, she's going to ruin it for him somehow with the wrestling. And he's going to find out about the money. They're going to have a falling out. That's like a, just a trope in those kind of films. That's, you, that's fair. Yeah. And you knew that was going to happen. But but it was handled well. Even though you know it was going to happen, it was handled well. You know, yeah, so that, that that's what makes it. That's what made it. Um, that's what made the film good. I mean, you knew these things were coming. It wasn't like, you know, it was kind of telegraphed in a way, but those kind of films, those things are going to happen. And you accept them because that's what the film is. Um, But there was one kind of hanging thread that I was a little like, well, they didn't really pursue this. I knew that he was having a tough time of it, you know, that the law practice was failing. And that's why he went ahead and, and, took the guardianship and did that sleazy thing and took the 1500 bucks a month, the, the easy payday and threw him in the home. But him and Cannavale's uh, they're, they're jogging one day, that day. Right. And uh, he starts to have a panic attack. Yeah. And they don't really follow up on that at yeah, all. They so. never went back to that. Did they? Yeah. They didn't really follow up on that. Yeah, he was just, point. he had the panic attack. 
uh, Cannavale like trying to get the phone out of his pocket. He throws it in the lake. Yeah, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he's helping he lays him on top of him. Yeah. I'll keep you warm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's it. Was very funny. There was it was a very interesting scene. And and the ambulance shows up, and then they leave. They're like, all right, thanks guys, or whatever. But they never really kind of you know, uh, they never took it much further than that, which is fine. But. You know, he had a lot of lot of stuff weighing on him. He couldn't even be bothered to like cut the tree down in his front yard that was going to fall onto his house. But for did, crying but out loud, that was actually one of the things I liked. Is like after this kid got, came into his life, it gave everybody new life. They ended up and it gave his life a little more meaning. Yeah, yeah. But AJ, sure. I will, I will say, I enjoyed that, it a lot. I that really is true. Liked win win. That is true. But one of my favorite little things about the movie was after the ambulance left, when he was saying he was telling his Bobby there about his 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 financial troubles he's like oh you maybe you can do something else he's like he's like what about what do, what do you want me to do 10 bar i i i i practice the law and then at the end of the movie he's a bartender i thought that was nice. really i know that's a little on the nose but it was i thought it was it super felt nice i like i i really liked that I thought yeah it was a really yeah nice yeah touch. yeah they definitely um because he's like fixing his tie you think he's going to court but he's actually really just going to to bartend, which he thought like he would never do because he's a lawyer, but he did it for his family. I mean, I mean, let's face it, like the he's being real sneaky about things. His law practice is going down the tubes. He can't even get the the boiler fixed in the bit. Like, oh yeah, shit's, he was, he was shit's just going. Yeah, shit's yeah. just going sideways for him. And you know, he's got a young daughter, and he's got you know, you know, the, there's shit on the line. But you know, and he's clinging to this. Um, this wrestling coach job. Yeah. You know, just clinging to it almost and like he's, and he's like, sucks, but he's right? like stubbornly doing it yeah. and committed to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's the other thing that's neat. Like, like DP was saying, that's another neat thing. All of a sudden, a wrestler shows up in his life. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little neat. Yeah. It's right. Neat. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is yeah. fine. But that's what the film was. And they played it well and it was handled well. And I did enjoy it. DP, do you, do you have a, a star rating for this? Yeah, uh, 3.5. Oh, you said that already? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. We, yeah. we did talk about the fact that I found the dispensary down the street. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am forgetting <laughs> things. So this is more for me. This is more of like a four and a quarter for me. This is one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, this okay. is up there for me. Definitely. Okay. So, Understandable. Yeah. Like, I can so, see. I just love it. Really I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. I saw it during a time where I was. Uh, vulnerable. Oh, no, I uh, no, um, I like I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, off too I, much. I'm, I'm a little hot. No, I'm actually <laughs> with I'm my own little... tears as lube. I know uh, my, you know, know, we've all been there, right? <laughs> I know my ratings not uh, being asked of here, but I'm in DP. I'm about three point seven five. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right. tears is lube. for me. Do you guys know what that's from? When you, you cried on a uh, New Year's Eve and use your tears as lube. You don't remember that's waiting. Anyways. Um, uh, all right. Uh, DP, so we can gather ourselves. Can we do one? Can we take a take yeah, a let's, let's take a quick break. Yeah, I gotta get yeah, a movie to do. All right. All right, we're back, and uh, we have one more movie to talk about. And so if you've been listening then you know that the the final pick is a film that I chose for Marky to watch. Ooh. If you've been tracking this all night. Which I'm sure people know, have. They got charts and graphs. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Calculators. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they know. It's like the process, first... 
It's like the first round of the draft. Like right. everyone's I, got like the big board. Yeah. By process of elimination, um, this is the film that I've picked from Marky. Now, the film that I picked from Marky, it's called Take Shelter. Um, it stars Michael Shannon. It was, uh, hold on. I, I'm bringing up a Rotten Tomato so I can read the uh, info for you guys because they describe it way better than I do. Um, it was written and directed by Jeff Nichols, who I think you guys, uh, some of you at least have seen Mud. He's known for mm. directing. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the, I think he did this, bef- this was before Mud. This is 2011. Makes sense. Um, so I'm just going to read the Rotten Tomatoes description just because it really describes, uh, it's, there's a lot going on in this film. So, um, Curtis LaForge, who's played by Michael Shannon, lives in a small Ohio town with his wife, played by Jessica Chastain, and their hearing-impaired daughter. Though money's tight, he and his family are happy, but then Curtis begins having terrifying dreams about an apocalypse that threatens them all. Rather than confiding in Samantha, he begins building a storm shelter in the backyard, and his strange behavior causes tension in their marriage and in the surrounding community. Now, the reason I picked this one, I'll tell you, I, I didn't see it back in 2011. I just saw it recently. I was over the holiday weekend. I was racking my brain. Like, what's my, I picked the goddamn topic. And I'm like, what's the operating pick of the week that I'm going to pick for Marky? I started watching films like, like it was my job of the holiday weekend. And I came across this one. And I just thought that two things, when you talk about under the, under the radar, um, Michael Shannon, is someone that I find to be under the radar to me. He's a great actor, like a great actor. He's been in Boardwalk Empire. He's been nominated for a couple Oscars for Nocturnal Animals and uh, Revolutionary Road. He was in The Shape of Water, but I still find him. He was to be General a- Zod, baby. That's right, DB. Yeah. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't watch superhero. I just movies. didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But he's terrific in Boardwalk Empire. But I feel like Boardwalk Empire was one of those shows that you know it was it won Emmys and stuff. But I don't think it was it was viewed as as being a great show for some reason while it was on the air. Maybe it's, it'll be appreciated at some point later. But uh, it was great production value, well made show, and he is excellent in it. And he's excellent in this film. Um, he carries the film. It's a, I, I hate to use these cliche words, but it was kind of a, a really stirring performance through and through. Very, uh, very, he popped in this one. He was really, really good. It's, it's slow at times. It's a good two hours long. Um, but that's the thing that I found was that under the radar. And I feel like Jeff Nichols, the writer director, he did mud, but I feel like he's still kind of under the radar. He's only done four, four or five feature films. So he's yet to sort of receive like those kind of accolades. Um, Michael Shannon's been, been in a few of his films. Um, so he likes Michael Shannon and for good reason. Jessica Chastain also does a really nice job in this film. She's a terrific actress too. So it's very well cast. Shay Wiggum's in it. He's excellent as well. And, um, I want to hear what Marky thought of it. I'm just going to get right to it. Well, you know, I'm kind of curious. Um, this isn't a question that I don't think we've asked yet on this, but what do you think I thought about this movie? I mean, you chose oh it for God. me. <sighs> See, 
I don't know. This film could be divisive amongst mm-hmm. this group because it's got it's got some interesting themes to it. Uh, but it could come off as heavy-handed to somebody, maybe. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Actually, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very much in the dark here. My thoughts as to what you what you thought of it. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I thought about this movie several multiple days after I got done watching it. The next day and the following day, I was still thinking about this movie. That's a good sign. So I I very much enjoyed this movie. Wow. Um, <laughs> I was trying to keep you in the dark just because it was oh, a goodness. little bit of my I'm own. Glad, I, hey, I'm glad you did actually. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm much. I'm glad you kept me in the dark. That was a pleasant, uh, um, pleasant reveal. <laughs> it's, uh, that was just kind of for my own enjoyment, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Like that kind of fucking with ahead, you. Prolong the agony. It's fine. <laughs> but no, this, you know, um, I've, I had never heard about this movie. You know, I've, I've asked you for uh, under the radar picks of the week before, um, kind of off the air. <laughs> I have, and, I, and I've liked them. And, you know, you, I, you've got a, a knack for um, finding some of these. I mean, all under you guys the radar pick of the movies. week. There you go. <laughs> all you guys watch a shit ton of movies, but um, um, I feel like AJ really kind of gets, uh, you know, you knew this one was like a, a little bit of a chance, right? But at the same well, time, like yeah, you recognized it, it to me and it was fucking fantastic. And that low budget movie you told me about, like I would never watch a movie that low budget. Like I'm too high class for that. That uh, <laughs> Coherence. Whatever. Yeah. But I really like that one. Oh my. <laughs> um, but speaking of Michael Shannon, he's one of my favorite fucking actors. He's I amazing. I love that dude. Yeah. He is so fucking powerful. Um, earlier today, I was trying to think of what movie it was that originally made me fall in love with him, and I couldn't quite remember what it was. Uh, uh, DP mentioned Man of Steel, which I thought maybe it was that one, but then I realized Man of Steel came out 2013, Mud came out 2012, and I knew him, I knew Michael Shannon and to and Mud, um, and there was he, something. He- he was in the previous film by the same director, Shotgun Stories. I, n- I haven't seen that. Did you, okay. Have you seen that one? I have not seen it. He's also in another I film watch recently by this director called A Midnight Special, which is a sci-fi. Which is a sci-fi film. I like that one very much. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, one of those ones where it's 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 so odd that not a lot of people are going to like it. Uh, but it's also got Joel Edgerton who does a good job in that one. Big fan. Anyways. Of him. Without trying to go down this uh, Michael Shannon rabbit hole, he is uh, a special actor. And, you know, I know that what I'm going to say is something that's probably been discussed about him many times, but he's got those fucking crazy eyes and this this placid (laughs) face. He's got this rock solid stone face and he's got these crazy eyes and he can, uh, you know, he, he shows so much emotion with just a, a flickering of like an eyelid. Yeah, the way he can emote. Big. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. yes. And he, the way he emotes, like, you know, Jim Carrey, uh, when he emotes is, uh, he can do a lot of different uh, facial expressions and most of them comical. But like uh, Michael Shannon, when he emotes, it's, it just is a range of craziness. It's, you know, it's either fucking psycho or like somewhere in between or, or, or the, what he, what he, um, 
what he conveys in this film, which is terror. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's he's terrified of, of 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 what he's seeing, what he's dreaming, his yes. nightmares. It, it's and that's so going in that direction um, of the conversation. Th- that was what I enjoyed most about this movie is um, his dreams and what he was because you see this movie through his eyes you're experiencing everything through him and uh, he keeps having these nightmares uh, and it's almost like a uh, like a Moses kind of situation yes I'm sorry uh, uh, Noah Uh, Noah Noah yeah Noah situation where he uh, starts preparing and you as a viewer you keep flip-flopping back and forth like is he fucking crazy they start they they start giving you tidbits like his mother uh had uh schizophrenia schizophrenia, yeah yeah. um but then like you know these things start happening like well shit maybe he's not crazy and then they blur the lines between um is he dreaming or is this really happening like when he sees the birds when he's working with shay wiggum on that rig and stuff like that um and so it's, it, it, it does a great job of dragging you along the whole way of you almost feel crazy with him. You know, you're not sure what to believe. Um, and then it's a, it's a somewhat tame movie for everybody until he has that explosive, uh, that outburst at the, the Lions scene, Club the scene at the, at the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then that's really where he, uh, he kind of unbuckles his pants and pulls out his acting dick and just fucking flops it on the table. He's like, there is a storm coming. Yeah. And none of you are prepared for it. Yeah. That was fucking scary. Yeah. Powerful. Um, no, I, I love this movie. Um, it's uh, uh, Jessica Chastain, you know, like you said, did a really good job. Um, I want to watch. Uh, I also love the movie Mud by Jeff Nichols. Now I want to watch Shotgun Stories. That looks cool, um, and I ha- and I have seen Midnight Special. Can I um, ask you what you thought of the scene inside the tornado shelter when she's trying to coax him out of there? That was that was scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> right, because at that point you don't know if it's a uh, because of the way that the the movie has flip flopped back and forth so much he wakes up in the storm shelter, which is a way kind of a lot of his dreams start. It just kind of cuts to him doing something else. So it feels like it could be a dream that he's having inside the storm shelter and she's got her mask off and she's like, it's okay. Take your mask off. And it, it feels like that. And he doesn't believe her. And and almost, he feels like, you know, he's not, he's not sure if he's dreaming or not. It's yeah, it's a but even though right, me. even though she's like trying to coax him out, he's got to take that step for himself. Mm-hmm, he's got to mm-hmm. he's got to get himself up and get and go outside and see for he's himself. Gotta, he has to do it, yeah, because yeah. it's part of his. Uh, um, because if she does it, then he's always going to believe that it was something else, and so. Uh, you know, this is a, a obviously a spoiler loaded episode. We we talk about everything through and through mm-hmm. on movies here. Um, AJ, what did you think, or do you want me to give you my take on the ending of the film? Uh, yeah, please. Um, so the so when I first watched it, um, they, you know they finally go on their vacation. Um, he's been uh, warning everybody about this apocalypse, and no one believes him. Goes to see a psychiatrist. Uh, the psychiatrist tells him they should go on their vacation. Um, 
they're at their vacation and the storm that he's been warning everybody about happens. And then his wife just kind of nods at him and says, okay. And then the movie cuts out. So when I first immediately after watching it, my first reaction was like, holy shit, he was right. Like it actually came, it came true. And then after, you know, Sam watched it with me after we discussed it some, after reading a little bit up on uh, the movie and thinking about it, you know, one, two days later, I've come to the decision that I feel like that was another dream. And at this point, he almost feels like his in all of his other dreams people were attacking him um and at one point his wife was attacking him so this last dream if it is a dream his wife is on board with him and it's it's the idea that uh it conveys that he is facing his mental illness and she is there to help and the, mil- yeah. the mental illness is building because all of his dreams have been getting worse and worse and worse. This yes. one being this one being the most uh, horrific with the storm actually happening, but his wife is actually there to back him up and help him. I agree a hundred percent. Can I go real quick? So it, uh, I think that part is really where you, you nail it. I see it. The, the whole movie, the, the storm on the horizon has just been the like analogous to his mental illness that he right. knows is coming that like he saw his mother like lose it at the age of 30 and need to be institutionalized yes. and this storm on the horizon is that mental illness and mm-hmm. that ending is his wife accepting his mental like saying okay i see it's here i'm here to help and like cuz he's been so petrified of leaving his family and that ending is her saying, all right, like, uh, I get it. I see the mental illness. We're going to help you, you know, however we can. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did, however, <laughs> feel like it like that was a little bit on the nose. And I got to say that scene in the uh, like the dinner when he has that fight with Shay Wiggum, uh-huh. I kind of felt he was a bit over the top on that. <laughs> like I thought he was awesome okay. through the whole movie, but that was my least favorite scene of his. Really? I thought the okay. rest of the movie he was fantastic. I felt he just a bit over the top there. But I I actually kind of like, like that a small scene. small yeah. part of the movie. But the, the thing about awesome. the thing about that, I think um, the reason for that reaction, he was so uh, afraid. Like his yeah. his nerves were so afraid I, at that point. I agree with mm-hmm. AJ. Like he yeah. was, he was pretty much just fucking lost it at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just a matter of time, almost. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's just that just happened had, to be where he, he was literally sleeping. literally pushed over the edge. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> pushed over the table. Right, so. right. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I really liked it as well. Uh, like I said, I thought parts of it were okay but like on the whole yeah michael shannon is so good that it's killer yeah yeah he makes the movie Man, fantastic yeah and TW. Uh, what's her name oh god uh tw's girl katie, katie nixon katie nixon katie oh, dixon, yeah. Katie nixon. <laughs> yeah she's oh got a great role in it too like yeah. she's gorgeous only a couple scenes but yeah, yeah she was yeah. Great. like my perfect woman like any i mean that is <laughs> 
any woman I'm looking for is Katie Mix. Ten percent <laughs> like her, I'm interested. Gotcha. All right, all right, all right. TW hit us. Yeah, have you watched this as well? I you did. Saw it. So here, so here's here's the thing. I want to get this out of the way first before I talk about the movie, um, because I'm, I'm I'm starting to get this like feeling between the four of us, and I got this from AJ um during the week because i i sent him a text and i said aj i watched uh take shelter and he goes oh yeah what'd you think and i went i'm definitely interested in getting into the conversation on on friday and he's like why because you hated it (laughs) and i'm like no i said a statement i said you hated it and i just said let's talk about a friday question mark it was just a statement and he's like no tell me now and i'm like Let's talk about it Friday. All right, all right. I let I let it go. You did finally, uh, and I think because of this, because again, I'm bringing this back to Wally. I'm living rent free in AJ's head right now <laughs> because of Wally. Like he thinks I'm just constantly trying to sabotage him now. No, I'm just he loves I'm, I... because I fucking dared to hate a movie that he loves. AJ, AJ, I. Fucking loved Take Shelter. Yes, I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I, did, I just did the same thing to him. I thought it was fucking amazing. Was oh so my good. god! And let Sorry me to keep you this. on the edge there, AJ. I, I'm just. No, no, me, no, me I, just I love. I love these uh, reveals. Let me just say this: We, we got to do this every episode. With you these guys, were, <laughs> you guys were talking about AJ when they were in the shelter, uh, like that that scene when the, she like, oh, just go, everything's fine. Yeah. I was thinking some Wizard of Oz shit was about to happen. He was gonna <laughs> open the shelter and he was gonna go flying the fuck out like her uncle or wherever that cut was. Yeah. That, that, that went flying out. Uh, I thought I literally thought that was going to happen, and then the rest of the movie was. But the be, but know, the, um, the, like, the, really the way did. the score builds in that scene before he comes yeah. out of the shelter, yeah. and, I, th- I think yeah. added to that. Yeah, and DP, let me completely disagree with you. By the way, that scene where he loses his shit at that Lions Club supper was one of the most unbelievably acted scenes I've ever seen in my life. It was over the top. Oh, it know. was it was not it was his psychotic. You've never been break. to a lion club stand. No, no, no. DP I that was not. He right. Was he got pushed to that point. That was his psychotic break. His best friend punches him in the face. He kicks his best friend in his bad knee. And then he has his psychotic break. That there's a storm coming. That shit. And if you guys that know was incredible. was yeah. so, so, something so brilliant about that scene. Watch it back if you didn't notice it. If you watch that scene, his clothes in that scene are like fucking wearing him. Like everything. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can see the sleeves are coming up like on it. That's because he hasn't eaten. He hasn't slept. All he's been doing for like weeks is sweating and dying from a fucking mental and, illness and, and, and pissing himself in his drink in his pissed his pants. Yeah, pissed his pants like that was I mean, that scene for me, dude, AJ, no lie. I think I rewound that and watched it again like seven or eight times. Jesus. Like it was like yeah, for yeah. me, nothing. First of all, Michael Shannon, th- there is nothing I have I've ever seen Michael Shannon where I went, eh, that was mediocre. Everything Love I've ever seen guy. Michael she- Shannon do, I'm like, that was fucking exemplary. He's one of the top five actors in the fucking world right now. He is absolutely incredible. I loved Take Shelter. I thought it was really, really great. Um uh, I love the fact that I can fuck with AJ now for the rest of my life because he thinks oh I'm, I'm trying to set him up because of Wally. You guys got to get over the whole Wally. Thing. All right, but but yeah, we Never. can turn it. We, let's turn it back to the film though. Like um, brilliant, it was brilliant. There, there, there's this, there's the dream he has where his 
the dog uh, bites it, where yeah, latches onto his arm, latches onto his arm, and then the whole next day, it's like psycho. He's like rubbing his Fuck arm it. the yeah. whole time. It's he's carrying it with him. And to DP's point, it's like that. It's the whole. It's his mental illness. He's carrying around with clearly. Him. And guys, by the way, if we're That's talking building about- and getting to that point, I think Marky said it too. If we're talking about the ending, I will also say that uh, I could not agree more with Marky because there's absolutely he sees the storm coming, and then Jessica Chastain again. She is brilliant. She finally sees it with him. Right, right. But like, do you notice she wasn't overly panicked? Like, if no, your yeah. if your not husband and daughter was there and you saw the shit, you'd been like. Let's get, get Lisa in them. You know, like you yeah, grab exactly. everybody. And so it was running, finally you know? recognizing his mental illness. Exactly yeah. what he was. Yeah. was exactly. I could not agree with you guys. It was, it was a, fe- because, it was because because she she was um he, he hid it from her at first and she was never against it, but she was confused about it. Very confused. He just, never, he just never told her. He, she, yeah, he always right. uh, he was hiding it. Finally, it she yeah. walked out and they were in a different setting in a different place, not where they live. And they went out and she went, Okay, I get it now. Like that that was yeah. that was I think, the scene- that's a, that's a part of the brilliance of this movie. I thought that was fucking like the really- scene where he, where he tells her that he he went to see his mother, the surprise yeah. on her face, like she's yeah. Yeah, she's she's very yeah, she strong. Says, I would have gone with you. Yeah, she's yeah, super yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. She's super uncomfortable with the, exactly. the fact that he did that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I I think it, it was great. And not to let you know myself too far behind the curtain, but you know, I have experience with 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 the mental health industry and like what? I, right? <laughs> Shocking, right? Shocking. But like to watch him slowly decay and slowly go nuts i i was i was and by the way guys i bitch sometimes about someone nominated for an academy award not win someone i can't believe he wasn't someone get snubbed for not getting a nomination the fact that i didn't even know about this fucking movie when there is this type of performance involved is staggering to me that this guy doesn't have a trophy case full of awards for this movie because I thought Michael Shannon, I, I just another level. It was one of He's, my favorite performances it was a, it was in any a movie I've ever seen. I would argue, and I really got to think about it, but I might argue that it is like a top ten leading male performance in any movie I've ever seen. It was get, a ma- it was a masterclass. It's ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. get it. I'm usually the one that likes stuff that everyone else hates. Well, this time everyone else loves something that I think is just a hype. Like, going oh, going yeah, back to yeah, yeah, that yeah. scene where he's in the bunker near the end, where, where he's got his wife and uh, kid, that and they're, oh. they're you know they're going back and forth with the key, and like you have to open up with the key. If you look at him when he's at the door of that bunker, he's shaking so he's terrified. And, and, and yeah. that line where his she says like, "I can't open it. It's not the same." If right. I yeah. open it. Right. You yeah. need to open it. And yes. you see yeah, him. You that, can see like his like yeah, sh- his shirt great. sleeve is just like trembling a little bit because yes. his and body Marky, is just like in Marky, tremors. It was almost like he accepted it at one point too. Like he accepted the fact that he was about to die. Like he yeah. le- legitimately thought he was going to open that and die. Yeah, because like he kept he, he, and other times he kept went, hearing the right. thunder. Yeah, remember when he's with Shay Wiggum? He was like, "You don't hear that." And so then when he's in the bunker, he was still saying that. As as a viewer, you hear it when he's with Shea Wiggum. And then when he's in the bunker with his wife, he's saying, like, you don't hear that, and you can't as the viewer. So you start to get like uh feel it a little bit from 
first perspective there. Oh, right you, there the very you end. went on the ride with him. I mean, you were there. You, right. you were checking oh, yeah. your he own sanity. To, he goes to the bank and borrows money for the, like, like he just does yeah. all this well, shit. Well, not for nothing, not for nothing. That bunker was fucking brilliant. When they got down there, like, that was like, fucking if, bunker. If, if shit yeah. really had gone to hell, like, that and was then, like, and, then, and, then bar, and then borrows the, 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 the um, equipment from work mm-hmm. without asking. Like, yeah, he just canned. Yeah, all this shit, like, that he does, just Oh Just my God. In service of that. Well, you know so, I mean? and it was a, and speaking on that, it was a, um, the movie made sense with the things that happened. Like the shit that he kept from his wife, she reacted appropriately. And the things that he did at work, his coworker and boss reacted appropriately. The uh-huh. bank, like it, it was one of those movies where it wasn't, nothing was over the top. Everything made sense like the the, just everything in the plot you didn't really have to take a leap with it all just made sense even though that this was unfamiliar territory for most viewers you know and what he was doing absolutely and it, it, it was easy to watch and just terrifying to watch at the same time what do you get for a score for me me yeah uh it's it's gonna be uh, my um, the first my gut was gonna say four, but then I started thinking maybe a four point two five. I'm gonna go with four point one two five. Great score. Yeah, I loved it. For me, like the like the storm imagery and all that was just it was a little too on the nose. Um, I still liked it, but for me, it's like a three point two five. Like it's definitely worth the watch, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I felt a little. Some unique. of it was just a little too much, but it it was still yeah. It, it's a it's it's a good watch, and that's the risk. Michael I ran Shannon with, alone like a makes recommendation it worth like that, watching. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, he is a terrific actor, just terrific. What about you, yeah. T Dubs? Uh, this movie has vaulted into my top. <sighs> Top thirty, um, ahead of Garden State. Yes, wow. uh, I would give I would give it four four and a half. Yeah, wow, I, I think it's a great I think score. It's fucking brilliant. I really wow, really, man. Hey, the Joe, only reason, yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm, in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in your range, about a four and a half. Um, yeah, I'm a four wow. and uh, four and four and eighth. Four point okay. one two five. Um, I, because I. I the one thing is, I wanted, uh, I wanted it to be real so bad for Michael Shannon. You know what I mean? Like the and that's why, like I said, the at the end of the movie, my gut reaction was like, "Holy shit! It finally fucking happened!" But it wasn't, you know. And it took me a little bit to kind well, it of. It was real. Re- it was the but, storm. Was his mental illness? You yes. Know? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be with the way that everything was happening. I wanted it to be like a real world thing. Um, I'll tell you, this is going to make me go watch Nocturnal Animals, and I haven't seen Revolutionary Road. Like I want to I've see. I've seen. The, I've seen both of those movies. Um, just to see not, him in it. They're not in the same even realm as Take Shot. Go watch. Go watch Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. Oh, go, go watch Eight Mile, where he's uh, he's B Rabbit's mom's boyfriend, Greg. <laughs> Hey, can I just say something? Oh, real is that quick? right? Can I get yeah. can I guys can yeah, I get, can mile. I get really pissed off about something really quick? 
I just happened to look back uh, at the 2012 ceremony for the Academy Awards at Best Actor. At least, you know, Take Shelter came out in 2011. Yeah, so that give been, it to us. Right? First of all, this was the year that Hollywood was like jerking each other off, and uh, the artist like won all these awards. Uh, the, so, Best uh, Actor, was, real quick, uh, the year Hollywood was jerking themselves off. Is every single year. So okay, 2012. you did so, not narrow it down. Okay, so so this this was the year 2012 they were, DP. The, this this was the year they were like bukkaking each other then because oh, wow. like this was like I mean they they were DPing each other. DP. Oh DP. Oh, they were just absolutely just shoving it down each other's They throat. were DBing each other. So like best at, so so the artist, you know, because that was the movie that just stroked Hollywood off, won everything. So Gene Dujardin won best actor. Uh okay, then what the f- some jerk off named Damien Bichard was nominated for a movie called The Better Life. Uh okay. Nope. George Clooney for The Descendants. I love Clooney. Mm. I don't think I've seen that movie. The Descendants was decent. I've heard it's not bad. Um, Gary Oldman for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I've okay. not seen. I, that, I heard that was good. But I love yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure too. Gary did good. And then Brad, watch that for the podcast. because Brad Pitt for Moneyball, which uh, I actually watched some of Moneyball earlier. Yeah, he's all right. Great flick. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good it's movie. Cool, cool. Are you flick. are you trying to tell me that Michael Shannon couldn't have gotten that fucking conversation? That's take ridiculous. Shelter? Are you kidding me? What a fucking joke that is. So Michael Shannon is going to be the next. Uh, why he? Why hasn't this guy won Oscar yet? Actor. It's insane. He's it's he's really insane. you know he's going to be the next dude in the running. I got to be honest with that list. You know, God Bless America came out in 2011. Shit, Joel Murray could have been nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, no, but uh, Hollywood was too busy, you know, 69ing each other, and yeah. suddenly we, they. And then you get a like, movie like yeah. God Bless America saying, "Wow, Hollywood, you are that's awful. funny." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. But so. uh, yeah, well, all right, well. I think that wraps up uh, all our picks. If you guys yeah. have been our listeners, have you been keeping score? <laughs> they have apparently. You've been yeah. paying attention. Uh, we've all discussed our films, and I thought that was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, was a good was night, nice. boys. Yeah, very good night. I always like it. a uh, uh, pick a pick or yeah. Uh, oh yeah, pick a movie is like, always fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's really why we do this show. Like the other night. Um, I texted the Booker man and was like, because remember he sent us the the message about he liked he liked Moon. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the yeah, Booker man. I'm, I'm like, right. hey, uh, so you like Moon? He's like, yeah, I thought it was great. And then he even said he's like, this is what I like the most about your podcast is like you guys bring up movies I've never seen, and then I watch them and I love them. That's it. I, I was like, book. That's exactly why we do this. This is like yeah. the, the reason we do this. Like so, I can't, I can't wait can till we movies. get all the emails about how awesome God Bless America is. Yeah, I really, don't... and that's all. That's the only movie everyone's going to watch from the, this podcast. Yeah. And like, they wow, should, DP, though. you're the best. Yeah, or DB, you're the best. Yeah. The, however... the one downside to uh, what we do, I agree with uh, DP mostly, but TW more so. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> I see you know, I love sharing the love about these uh, these movies, but then you know we spoil alert them so thoroughly mm. that um you know we can't talk about them in depth without breaking down every aspect you know different the most powerful scenes the endings all that stuff right. but as someone that's never seen them it's 
part of me feels like it does a little bit of a disservice because, you know, going into a movie blind, like take shelter, for instance, AJ gave that to me. All I did as I asked AJ what year that movie came out, because I wanted to make sure I was watching the right title, the right one that he was picking for me. Mm-hmm. And I went into that totally blind. I had no idea who was in it or what it was about. And I fucking loved it. So, you know, that's part of the magic sometimes. So, man, you know, I, it almost feels like maybe some of our episodes should be spoiler free. Just that's so hard. people have a, people have a yeah. chance to that's watch tough. them. That's tough because we do really, With really. What we do, that's hard. Yeah. We really yeah, describe I know. them in I depth. Oh, we're good. So, we can pull it off. Or, or just, or just maybe just keep like the last, you know, the bit or the reveal, the big reveal mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of it, you know. <laughs> Thank you, DP. <laughs> um, well, yeah, guys. No, this was really, this was fucking badass again tonight. Uh, what's now? Ne- oh, next week. Next week is uh, oh boy, yeah. Ooh. We are going into the laughing stock. Sweet Final 16. 16. That's right. Um, so it's only eight matchups, but it's, it's eight ridiculous matchups. Uh, so we're gonna, we're, I, I honestly think we will need a full episode to do eight. I really do because yeah. I think they're gonna get, I think they're gonna get dicey, they're gonna get nasty. I think we're gonna need some rebuttals and 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 really, I think, we're, I think there might be some knockdown drag out fights going on next week. And so uh, let me say this real quick uh, to all our listeners. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend and you enjoy listening to this on Monday. And by it being Monday now, uh, you have a week to uh, reach out to us on uh, social media at Movie Council Pod or email moviecouncilpod at gmail and uh, everyone give us your feedback on these matches. Let us know who you think should move on because we're going to have some stalemates and we're going to need some help. So if you guys give us some feedback before we even record, it'll, uh, yeah, it, it'll be even more helpful when we, we, we get to these uh, last matchups because we get some doozies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some absolute heavyweight title fights going on uh, in the, in the sweet 16 part yeah. of the laughing stock tournament uh boy do we have anything else to, before we need to go any any issues uh dp do you uh want to uh yell at me about anything uh um work related or uh no, I, I you know what i i i know where things are going mm-hmm. and i'm okay with them and uh okay. you know we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll go from there any issues with the Weezer we need to talk oh, about? Oh, uh, yeah. Or, Let's just fucking well, fire her ass. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I, oh, yeah. I messed up that paperwork when I hired her. It's, it's <laughs> never going to happen. But uh, she, again, she's quite wily when it comes to paperwork. I will give, Marky, I will give your mother-in-law that. She is. <laughs> what movie? Well, you're, well, you're a stand-up comic now? Is that your new job? <laughs> or, sorry, sorry. All right. All right, boys. Uh, anything else? You want, you want to, we, we, Are we wrapping for the evening? To wrap it up, boys. All right, boys. So uh, for myself, for Marky, for AJ, for DP, guys, next week, the Laughing Stock Final 16 is going to be a great episode. We will talk to you then. Have a great night. Have an amazing weekend. Take care. Night, night. Ciao. Love you, Mom. The Movie Council is adjourned.